So what'd you do to wet your willy today? Get any reading done? Uh, I did like a, a little bit of reading. I'm working on, I'm about halfway through the Stephen King's, um... Short stories. Because I'm going to yeah. say, we're going to need to finish our current books that we're reading yeah. well, that's before what I, we get to these. Well, that's what I was kind of figuring, at least uh, with me, the... As long as I end at a story, I can always jump back into it later, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that sucks to do. It does, but... We'll, we'll see what we pick here. I don't know, man. There's a story about sperm. Whenever you got a book about sperm and... It's hard to, it's hard to pass that up. Yeah. How is everyone doing? Today, we have an episode of the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. As always, with me is... What the fuck's your name today? I don't know. That's your job. Spencer. The I don't want to say something with Anaconda. That sounds good. <laughs> I can't think of a... I don't know. Today, you'll be the uh, Spencer, the Hong Kong Honky Tonk Church. Yeah. There we go. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Do I get, do I get to... Am I like the Honky Tonk Man now? Yeah, or? I get a guitar. Is there such thing as... Honky Tonk in China. Honky Tonk music. Honky I'm tonk sure there is. I'm sure there's some weird, like, subsect of, like, the community. It just follows hardcore honky tonk culture yeah, 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 of the 1950s like, America. They wear, like, cowboy boots and have chew in their lip. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Lives in trailer parks. <laughs> can you imagine, imagine you just seeing a trailer park over there? Seems yeah. Why does that seem so weird? Uh, think about it. When you think of trailer parks, do you ever think of any other country? Mexico. They have trailer parks. I mean, I would assume that there's probably some. See, I would say it's probably racist to say this, but, but shacks. I, well, not necessarily shacks, but like dirt pueblos. <laughs> <laughs> like I always think of like some kind of fucking old school hut from like what you'd see in the old Wild West movies. Which makes no sense because clearly Mexicans have probably very nice houses in yeah. some areas. Like, it's, it's a country like yeah. any other. It doesn't make sense why they live in fucking <laughs> clay-made uh, pueblos. See, I just figured, like, in Mexico, you would have some places with just, like, just patches of land with not many people in there. So, you know, people would just take a trailer, take yeah. a trailer, pop it there. Or what we call Alabama. Or what we call Alabama. Go to Alabama, man. All right, well, today's episode... As you can tell, is not going to be about much of nothing. Bunch of nothing. That's what you should name the episode. What was the Seinfeld's uh, premise? Was a show about nothing? Yes. Yeah, that's what we're going to be, a show about nothing. Yeah, today we're just doing kind of an update episode, but we are going to pick a book of the month. I'm going to have to make that do too. Yeah, we're picking a book of the month, and we did... Something on Twitter. I'm the one who did it. I don't even remember. A shout out of sorts. A uh, call out for people. Because we wanted, like, not just us pick a random book from an author we know. We wanted to pick a book from one of you guys. And you delivered. So we whittled the list down to five books. And we are going to try to whittle that list down and see what we might want to read for. I don't know when the book of the month will be because we're still reading something now. So. Maybe start in April. Yeah. Start fresh April 1st. Try to do it. Yeah, because that gives us a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, that'll give us a month to read whatever book. Hopefully one that's not too long because that would be a pain in the ass. All right. In no particular order, 
Uh, let me look here. I'm going to touch some knobs and twist some things. We have a novel from one Michael Dercotta. He wrote Once in a Blue Year. Now, this one's got some good reviews on it. On the old Amazon there. Sorry, Michael, because I'm not on your Twitter, but I'm pretty sure he had pretty good following. I think he was more of a... More successful than some of the other writers on here who are more indie authors. But this book is... I'll just read the synopsis. Once in a blue year begins during the first days of the Gulf War with two Navy barrack roommates remaining on shore as their submarine leaves without them. Unraveling through different points of view in both present action and flashbacks, the story follows Dan, who is conflicted about receiving a medical discharge, and Trevor, who is seething with anger over the incident that forced him to miss his deployment. And this goes on and on, but this looked like a pretty interesting story. I, I'm interested to see the writing, like how he does the points of views and the flashbacks and everything. Yeah. That might be kind of like cool. the structure and the setup of his story. Mm-hmm. What else have we got here? Ooh, this one, this one sounded quite fun. This one is by Casey Clonch, Searching for Swimmers. I like the title. Yes. And when you find out, when you read the synopsis, you're like, ooh, that is a good that title. That makes sense. I love the quote this uh his website starts with too. There's also a twenty percent chance you'll contract herpes. What's the chance you'll contract love? <laughs> At the synopsis for this one. At age thirty seven, Jason Perdue is done with sex in general and romance in particular. He's even happy that the sperm he sent to a chirogenics lab be frozen is set for termination. Or is it? Oh bum, bum, wacky bum. hijinks are ensuing. I just see, like, a camera going and zooming in and, in and out real quick. <laughs> when Nemo informs Jason that his sperm is missing, he begins a frantic cross-country search for the possible recipient. Is it free-spirited Sheila, enigmatic Christina, or serious Gabrielle, who is carrying Jason's future baby? And why does he need to find out anyways? Searching for Swimmers is a story about birth, bewilderment, and babacity for the cynical underachiever in all of us. I just know personally, if I was ever in that situation, I would want a phone call, not an email. Well, here's the thing. I'm just saying. Without reading the story. Oh, yeah. I mean. If he was a sperm donor, is that what happened here? I would have, yeah. Or, no, I think he put it on ice. He put it at a chirogenic So if he lab. wanted to use it for later, they would have it? Yeah, well, they just said his sperm is missing. So how did these women get it? Yeah. That, that could be an interesting void, oh, yeah. yeah. It wasn't a simple case. I'm, I'm just saying, when your sperm goes missing, that's a phone call scenario, not an email. Yeah, you're... Because, like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't even notice I got an email until, like, three days later. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. Yeah, you might have kids out there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so weird. And what if you grew up to... Like, say you were in your 20s and you donated sperm, right? Yeah. And then you just forgot all about it. Maybe you're in college or something, just pay some bills. And then, like, 20 years later, you're, like, a creepy fucking Harvey Weinstein type of dude. Oh, ew. And some young 18-year-old actress comes in. Oh, no. Um, didn't, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Vince Vaughn, didn't he have a movie where, like, he had, like, 15 kids or something from, like, Spawn Nations? Yeah. And, like, he got them all together, and it's like, it's, it's one of those feel-good comedies, but. Yeah, it feels good, all right. All right, hold on, I gotta switch gears here. Switch Twitter profiles because I ask questions on my personal one too. Um, which is? Which is what? Your personal profile? I don't want people going to it. Oh, it's right. Caleb James, 1986. Uh oh, dogs on the prowl. He's slowly becoming a star of this too because every yeah. episode he gets more and more involved. I don't know <laughs> if you noticed that. 
Like the last episode with wrecking everything. Yeah. The one before that, he was howling and. Well, that that he wrecked it because he wasn't letting him on it. He was having a little diva moment. Yeah, he got up very upset. Can we help you, sir? Oh, now you want petted? Look at me so serious. <laughs> Look, like he's gonna whip my ass. See what the fuck you say to me, boy? All right. The next book on our list is Hair of the Dog Part One by Matt Holland. Magic has cured every disease, wiped out hunger, and made most fuel obsolete. The only problem it hasn't solved is war. But there's no profit in peace, is there? Layla Redford is a mercenary for hire. She's good at she's good at it too. Way better value for money than her competitors. Her latest contract? Track down and put the boot to a group of kidnappers who've been dragging innocent people off to the desert. A good job and a rare chance to do some good, but Layla's only lead is disgraced military sergeant Dominic Azeron. And she's not the only one on his trail. Dominic is wanted for murder with a half million bounty on his head. Cash like that is drawing all the scum out of the desert. Cannibals, bounty hunters, slavers, a guy who dresses like a snake. Layla has to outsmart, outgun, and outfight them all if she wants to finish her job and free dozens of innocent people. And get paid, obviously. Now, you were interested in this one. Is this the one you were talking about? Uh, no, that was, I think that was the you first said the one mil- you said. Oh, the military yeah. one. I mean, that one, I, that one I must have forgot to check out. That one seems kind of interesting. The only thing that worries me is that you said it's part one. Yeah, that means we would so have like, to. So, like, I don't know if that. It says it's book one of the Galatha. Well, okay, so maybe we get that, like, that story will get wrapped up and then there'll be, a ne- like, you know, a different adventure in the next one. But that would be my only concern about, it's Maybe like, it ends on a cliffhanger and maybe, then you want to yeah. get the second one. Matt Holland is an that's, English writer, think, by the way. I think that's the one that, that first caught my, my yeah. attention. I'm trying to see here if he has... Ah, it's a series of three books. Uh, so the second one is Hair of the Dog Part 2 and then Hair of the Dog Part 3. And they're probably, I would assume, all around 200 pages long. See, I mean, that's cool if we like it then that would be something that we would obviously want to continue the series. Yeah. But at the same time, how, I mean, Book of the Month can't have the same trilogy yeah. as the Book of the Month. But what if it was really good? I mean, we could always spend, you know, spread we it out. We could get it anyway, yeah. I mean, he has, a pretty, he has them on sale for 99 cents. Oh, well. Yeah, sure. can't beat that. Uh, if you have Amazon Unlimited, you get it for free. Uh, the next one here is this one I thought looked pretty interesting. Now, this one we were debating about... Because it's a short story collection, and we didn't know how well that would be for a review. But I want to re- uh, read it regardless. I just, I guess, I mean, if there's an overarching story too, maybe we could do it that way. But if it's just individual stories, yeah. it might be a little tough. But let me let me read it here. By FX Lord, obviously a pen name. Noah's art, Noah's art, and other stories. And this one synopsis: an exercise in imagination and drama. Some ghost stories, some thrillers, some sci-fi, some bog-standard dramas even. I don't discriminate. Each story grows in word count and complexity leading up to Noah's art, the title of which I claim since Noah's art was published as a novella six months before the novel of the same name, So There. So I guess this was a piece somebody else put out too, same title. Yes, I know this is supposed to be third person, but it seems stupid because it's the writer writing it, disingenuous even, so I'm dropping that particular convention because I believe it is dated. I do that with a lot of conventions. I can be really irritating to know personally. The first two stories won online contests, which were the two first two pieces of prose I'd written since I was 12 years old. 
I took the hint, and that's what writing these stories was about. Growing myself as a writer. I hope you enjoy what you read. Nothing else to say really is there. Well, he's a brash young man, it seems. Yeah, he's kind of put it out there on Front Street. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like he has a bit of a, like a hodgepodge of different genres and stories going on here. So is he doing all of the, all of the short stories, or is it yeah, an authority? It's a his his anthology, oh. so they're all his stories. So oh. I guess it's just a short story so collection. So whenever I hear anthology, I I always imagine a group. Yeah, of that's usually people, what I think. Like you know, so that's what I thought about. Well, he. I so don't the, think I mean, at least the, the if it's just him, that would make it a little bit easier to review his different. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just his. It doesn't say anthology. I must have just said that somewhere. But he, uh, the only thing that would worry me about this one would be the fact that the stories are so different that would it be just like picking or are are we going to be reading just his like just random stories he picked that he thought were good yeah because i don't know how i feel about that because i kind of like my short story collections to have like overall theme so if i'm like reading a horror uh short story collection all the stories have some kind of horror element when i spoke to him he did say there were some kind of dark elements and stuff in there which i like that idea uh, what did he say? Well, he did say it's an anthology. Yeah, that was him, but... And it ends in a novella, so the last story, I guess, is like a longer... Yeah. Yeah, so he said they're all dark stories. That'd be pretty interesting. Might be uh, something to check out. And the last one we whittled down would be... Thirsty dog, thirsty dog. Only drinks when the podcast is going. I think he just wants to be involved, but he doesn't know how to speak English because <laughs> yeah. he's Siberian, so he only speaks Russian. It's very fucking. It sucks, like trying to, you know, hey, don't do that. And he's like, <laughs> you need to give him like a little Russian hat. Mm-hmm. All right, now this one, I'm gonna have to apologize if I not only butcher the name of the book, but of the author. So Namcha by Raven Corin Karluk. Synopsis for this one: When war breaks out between the two lands. Krinya, this movie definitely got to be some kind of a, a fantasy, I would think, because I, I suck at pronouncing fantasy names, so sorry about that. But when war breaks out between the two lands, Krinya must leave her training and contemplation to recover a relic of great power. Her magical skills are immediately put to the test in skirmish after skirmish with, with the undead hordes of Valhim. Her heart is put to the test when she meets a man with silver eyes. And the cover of the book has a man with silver eyes, but what looks to be... Would you say that is a dog? Yeah. Like a silver dog. So yeah. I'm in What the fuck is this? I click on the, pap- the paper and it immediately goes to the book. Like, so I, or I clicked on the fucking book cover and then it just brought me to the book. <laughs> so I couldn't even look at it. But anyway, those are our five. We can break these down in a number of ways. What would you like to read, for one? You interested in a short story collection? We got the... A military-esque story. We got one that's an award winner. And, you know, we got the spermy one, which mm-hmm. would be kind of a funny one. We got a fantasy. Well, I would say the top three would be, in no particular order, would be Hair of the Dog, The Swimmer, uh, Searching for Swimmers, and the, like, the short story collection, I would think. Those are your top? I think those would be the top of my, at the at least at the moment of most interested. Yeah, the hair of the dog really stood out to me. 
My only problem with that is, again, it being a three-part series, I don't really want to... It's kind of hard to do a review on something I know is probably going to end up on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Because then again, our audience might like that because maybe they'll read the book. And then when they read it, they will, hey, I'll get the second one. So I would like to do that too. Yeah, so the Once in a Blue Year, that one looked really good. My only problem with that is, that is Michael Dercota. I'm on his Twitter now. He does have 15,000 followers. And it looks like he has a bit more success than the other ones. And I kind of wanted to have a more, you know, an upcoming writer versus somebody that might be a little more established. Because he has some... But you know what? I didn't even notice. Michael is from the Pittsburgh area. Oh, is he? Yeah, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's... I mean, be kind of boosting up a local guy, though. I mean, well, we could always come back. That's true. I didn't realize at first the um, the hair of the dog was a magical book as well. I didn't realize. Yeah, I said until, it was magic. because whenever you uh, the first thing you sent to me, where it was just him describing it to you on Twitter, he didn't mention any kind of magical element. He was just like you know, right. just a mercenary guy, accidentally kills a celebrity and. But, you know. Kind of like that idea. Yeah. Now, the short story, Lord Short Story Collection, my problem with that, too, is I would feel like we'd want to kind of review every short story, and that might take a long time. Yeah. I don't know if I really want to have to go through all that. So do you want to, we can take the short stories out for the year of the blue moon? Is that what it's called? Yeah, once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. Once in a blue year. Once in a blue year. And, like, but that still leaves us with three to... Right. Yeah, because Once in a Blue Year was a top medalist for Psychological Suspense New Apple eBook Awards. And it was a finalist in the IAN Book of the Year Award. So, like I said, he's already got some readers. Um, but that book did seem very interesting to me. Again, and, I'm going to look real quick to see what other work he has. And say, like I said, maybe Thank try you. to shine a light with this being the first... Yeah, for try more. to try to set, shine some light on some lesser people who might need it more, and then go back to him later. And then, especially with him being a kind of a local guy, maybe see if we can um, reach out to him too and be like, "Hey, you know, we're thinking about reviewing you think We have a, a podcast, you know. Maybe see if we well, can yeah, get him might on even, or something. Might even just get him on just to talk about the book and kind of promote it. That'd be cool too. Of course, we could do that with any of these people. Oh well, yeah. But uh, hell, with him even be so close, you might be able to find a place to do it actually, like, you know, in person other than trying to, um... Yeah, Skype it. Skype it or, or anything like that, you know? Um, I'm kind of torn here between searching for swimmers and the short story collection myself. Mm. Let me take a look at the, uh, the military celebrity magic one again. See, my problem is I'm not a huge fan of magic stories, yeah. so I feel like I might not judge that one well enough. Which that's that's kind of why uh, that's kind of why I wasn't going for that uh, Namcha book either, yeah. just because of the magic elements. I'm not a well, big that, fantasy guy. Well, that seems like heavy. That's like a heavy fantasy. I this think. one seems like a little bit more. Um light to where it's like real war like maybe they they, they throw the, like the urban fantasy yeah title around to where See, if it's i'm like, gonna read fantasy i'm more of an urban fantasy like the hardcore like a tolkien-esque type fantasy yeah. and things like that i'm that's not my wheelhouse 
So I don't even know really how to review those properly because, again, like that's like when uh, like steampunk fiction. I'm not a huge fan uh, of steampunk yeah, fiction. Yeah, I've never really got into that. I can't even say that like, guy. It's hard for me to judge because, like, other than like seeing people dressed up like it in conventions, I haven't had too much exposure yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool, I guess. It's just it's not the kind of books I normally want to read. The uh, Hair of the Dog, let me check, because another thing we were looking for is we kind of wanted a print book, but most of these seem to be just e-books, so I'm going to look through real quick to see if any of these are print books, because I kind of like having the, like, especially if I'm reviewing a book, I like to have the actual physical yeah, copy. It, it, because the presentation and just, I don't know, you can kind of tell a lot, too, mm-hmm. by how somebody somebody prints out their book. Like I told you... Uh, before the show started, I finally got something back from a Kickstarter. I, um, Derek Manning's a comic, um, guy based out of, uh, Michigan, I do believe. And he has a Terror of Mystery series, and it's kind of like a Constantine magical uh, thing. Yeah, you but, were really enjoying those. Yeah, um, and, uh, for when we first saw him at, at Cleveland Wizardwood a couple years ago, he had, like, the first three volumes. I bought him, just tore right through him. And he um, had a Kickstarter for the fourth volume, and I finally got it in today. And it's this nice, thick, hardcover, glossy, just real nice, awesome presentation. It's it definitely made it worth the wait of of getting it. Like I, yeah. like I told Caleb beforehand, I was almost late getting here because I saw it whenever I got home from work, and I just wanted immediately just flip through it and give it a good check yeah, out check. and sat and start reading it but i was like no no there's business at hand that, yeah that once you get into it you're gonna keep going and then all of a sudden you'll be late i'll be getting text from kay like where the fuck are you man come on dickhead me and the dog are having a real boring conversation right now <laughs> on this podcast so it is looking like the only book that is in print would be once in a blue year mm. Which would make sense with how yeah. it is a paperback for thirteen thirteen, or you can get the Kindle for three ninety nine. By the way, I do like that pricing option because I hate when I buy any kind of fiction and the paperback's like nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine, but the Kindle version's like twelve or thirteen dollars. Yeah. Especially on because I like to read like the classics and stuff, especially like the thousand plus page books, just on the Kindle because I don't need the fucking gigantic yeah. doorstop and you know carrying that around. And the Kindle's always more. But when you get actual, like, you know, indie authors and yeah. stuff, it seems to be the opposite thing. But, I mean, even that for paperbacks, not that... No. Not that bad. I, you know, I wouldn't mind paying that. To, uh. So what is your pick here? What would you say? So we broke it down to the Noah's Art, the Swimmers, and the uh, Hair of the Dog. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. At least if you wanted to... Yeah, because I think we decided we were gonna later on check out that uh, the the uh, military one, like the once in the blue year. Yeah, that one also is the longest one. And if we're gonna read this within the month to actually do a review, we should probably pick one of the shorter ones too. So I think that would be a good, uh, better one to do later. Yeah, we could do the old just like draw out of a hat if we want to be uh, diplomatic. Diplomatic about it. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, technically, we could do that for all of them. 
Yeah. I mean, depending on what we have, if we have trouble, you know. Yeah. Because I imagine we'll probably have some months where we won't have as many people offering or, you know, some months where we have more people, you know. Yeah, we didn't decide how long we're going to do this for either, like how many times a year. Have the missus decide. Yeah. Just so you can, just in case if you're wondering, we can hear you scratch your ass. It's very loud if you're digging your ass right now. It's not my ass, it's my ass. Then why is he sniffing it? <laughs> he came right up behind you. No, he wasn't. He was in it. You didn't even notice. You alright? What are you doing? Ew. Don't touch me with that black hand. Ew, it smells weird. What? That's from scratching her ass as she pulled out the black hand. I was gonna say, what was that? Oil? I was going to say, but I was like, uh, not my place. Yeah. All right. You know what? We're going to pause it real quick, and we're going to do the hat thing you said. Okay. That's a good idea. Okay. Do, we, do we have a hat? We got something. <laughs> We have returned with a winner. We put pieces of paper with the names of the books on it into a box, to be fair. And do you want to announce the winner, Spencer? Oh, you can. You, you, you do it. You do it. Yeah. All right. The book of the month that we will be reading is Hair of the Dog by Matt Holland. Oh. I'm, I'm fucking grinding on my mic. <laughs> So the winner is Hair of the Dog by Matt Holland. That is book one of the Goliath uh, book one series. I don't know how to say that word, though. G-A-L-L-A-E-T-H-A. Goliath? Huh? But they're in the desert, and there's a lot of shenanigans, so that seems pretty entertaining. Well, I've heard worse premises for books. Again, he's from Liverpool, England, so we got us the English bloke. England, England. Uh, and his favorite color is purple. Hmm. 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 That hmm. may change things. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. Click. <laughs> so, do we have any basis for how we're going to review this? We're just going to read it and then get on here and stupidly be like, I like the part where he was in the desert. What about you? I assumed that's what we were going to do. I figured. Tis a good book. Would recommend. I liked our reading. The words in this one was good. It was like readable. I do want to get some of the other books too, but I don't have fucking time to read everything. That's the problem. All right. Ooh. Oh, baby. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Like it raw? No, it should be liking it raw, isn't it? What? The 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 Wu Tang song. She so likes it raw. Yeah, ooh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, I figured that's what you'd go with, I mean. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, I thought you said you like it rough, I thought you were saying. Why would I say rough? I, that's what I was wondering. Get the fuck out of my house, sir. Which that video of, what was it, He-Man? Was it He-Man? He-Man. That, that, that was, like, you know when they, like, take songs and post it over old cartoons? Oh, yeah. Is that what it was, He-Man, that was doing I that I think song? so. That was great. It was like Skeletor, wasn't it, or something? I think it was, yes. Like, ooh, baby, I like it raw. Why do you say so many of the words that are in that song to be used? That was weird. Because some of those words, I feel like, he, they shouldn't have been saying on He-Man. That's fine. You know what we should have done before he picked these? Read some of the free samples. Uh, you can do that. 
Hmm. Next time, I guess. I really hate when like a Stephen King book or something's out on Kindle, and I want to read a free sample. And the first, because it's only like the first eight or ten pages or something, but it's all that fucking bullshit intro filler stuff, oh. so you never actually get to read the sample of the book. It's like who put that together? That's fucking annoying. It's like you fucks. So other than the book of the month, what else are we doing? Do we have plan? We just winging it. I think we're winging it. Aren't we? It's not, that's what we normally do with our stuff is just kind of wing it. It's because we're terrible. Terrible at podcasting and writing things yes. on a t- in a timely manner. And yeah, and just life in general. I don't know about you, I'm speaking more on me, but just terrible in life in general. I feel like you're just kind of circling the drain, but the drain, drain's clogged full of shit, so oh, you're not yeah. actually going to ever go down. I'm just seeping slowly through it yeah. to just, just let me go, man. You're just like trying to squeeze through the chunks just to be done with it. Oh, but it won't. It Just won't. Keep spitting you back to the top. The other turds floating around. Or not let me go through. Yeah, I've been there. I kind of was thinking that they, I can like go for fifty thousand dollars. Like if somebody could just give me fifty thousand dollars for something, I think I'd be good. Like I don't need, I don't need much. Just fifty grand, I'm good. But then what? What are you gonna do after that, though? Who cares? I mean, I guess that's that's gonna be a good chunk of of like a couple of years salary. So maybe not not really two years, but it's at least a year and a half or something. I don't know. I don't even know how much I make anymore. I just go. That's the sad thing. I just get up, go to work, come home. It's all blends together. I might not even have a job anymore. I just, <laughs> you, walk, I just might leave the house. And you I just, just go there. And I just then. black out for like eight hours and I come home. I know. I know you probably do that. Oh man, I just I can't handle it. You say anymore. you have a rough, more rough than I do. My job is just physically draining, but yours just kills every part of your of your being. Mine's a more emotional and soul crushing. Yes, just, just yours like a sexually assault your soul. <laughs> like that's what your job does. It like gets up in you and it just tickles things that aren't supposed to be tickled. Not in a good way. And it just, it just, it's, it's upsetting because uh, I hate the people I work with. That's the hard part. At like, least if you like your coworkers, it's a little more tolerable. Because the work itself isn't difficult by any means. I mean, yes, it sucks when it gets busy and there's a lot of orders that need to be done and dealing with the customers. But if timing properly and after doing it for so long, like there, I, there's a method to my madness of how I do things. But then it's just you get the wild card of your coworkers that are just no matter what, somehow, some way, just fucks it up. Just, just fucks it up and just like you you do like they would have to go out of their way and it's harder to fuck it up as if they just did it the right way. They actually yeah, they and go you, out of their way no to make way it work. They're, they're gonna do it that way, the fucked up way. There's no way. That makes no sense. This can't happen but Load and behold, nine times out of ten. It's like putting an engine inside of a car upside down. Yeah. It's like, how did you even do that and why? You put so much extra work into do it wrong. It's like, just, just don't. Just just go away. It's like, sometimes, yes, sometimes the engine goes into the trunk. Yeah. But that was only a certain vehicles very long ago. There's no modern car now that has the engine in the trunk. And what do they do? They put the engine in the goddamn trunk. Motherfuckers. This isn't a Lamborghini. What are you doing? Would you hear what happened? I don't want to put anybody's business out there, but uh, she's been ranting about it on Twitter. Uh, Christina from the book club. 
with her no. fucking blinds bully. No. But she, you know, she has an office job. She works in an office, and I guess this is a lady. Um, I'm assuming the lady works in a cubicle, like, kind of close by. But whenever Christina has her uh, her blinds, she opens them because, you know, yeah. kind of wants to look outside, yeah. not just a dreary office all day. The lady, like, storms in, gets real mad, and always makes her put it down. I think, you know what, I think... This I has been going on for a long time, I apparently. think I heard her write mention it at a, at a book club before. Well, the other day, I guess this lady just stormed in her office and just ripped the blinds off the wall. She put a picture up, and it was like, what the fuck? So Christina naturally... Like, went to the boss, like, hey, this fucking crazy bitch came in here, just tore the blinds down. Like, why? Just had, like, a big temper tantrum. So, oh, we'll, we'll, fig- we'll, we'll figure something out. Nope. And instead, you, you just got to keep the blinds down from now on so you don't bother her. Like, That's the, what? bullshit. I hate that kind of shit. Like, when I was reading her, like, telling about, I, I got so mad. I was just like, I want to go and punch that lady in the face for you. I hate the fucking, now when it comes to work that the one who doesn't do anything and just makes it hard for fucking everybody, they, we'll work harder to them. We'll cater to those assholes. We'll work around those guys instead of the people that fucking bust their ass and make the company run and then just getting rid of that fucktard, like... Yeah, they just, they cater to him and make him feel special, I guess. It gets me so mad. Like, there's this new guy, he's fat, He's out of shape. He's kind of dumb. But, like, he didn't want to... He always wanted to be on the chicken because, he, I guess, his dad used to own a restaurant. So that's where he felt comfortable. Nobody wants to go on the slices. Everybody's worried about cutting themselves on the slices. You have to be a moron. Stick your whole hand against you, it. Because, like... How do you cut yourself on a deli slicer? It's so because, thin. And, and, like... The only way you can cut it is if you go up through the bottom. So, like, when you go to hold underneath to, um, like, to catch the meat or the cheese, as long as your hand's not in there, you're fine. You have a good, like, five to six inches where you can leave your hand and just literally let it fall into your hand. But people get so freaked out about it. So, he always tries to get on chicken, so he tries to get into my domain. And like, You're the chicken guy. Yeah, I'm the chicken guy. You get to slap around those raw chickens. <laughs> we have this problem with anybody who ever comes from like another restaurant or a deli, and they want to do things that way or what they think is the right way. They did someplace else, and it's like, no, that's not how we do it here, or we don't have time to do it that way all the time. Like, this is how it needs to be done. This is how we do it, and people have trouble with that. Other than if we just get fresh people who've never done it at all, yeah, and you can just indoctrinate them into the into that to show them how to do it right. Yeah, and that never even works either. So he literally was like, "Oh, my elbow's hurting from the side. My I got the tendonitis." <laughs> and he's he's wearing like those sports strips, uh, like you see, like the athletes wear. Yeah, to help like a sleeve. Well, no, not a sleeve. Oh, you mean like the, 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 the peel off ta- shit? The, the tape. Yeah, the tape. And like, it's now it's gonna to the point where he's just a fucking hassle enough that they just put him in the back to make hoagies and stuff. The easy shit to just keep him out of the fucking way. It's like I've worked on chicken. For like fifty six weeks in a row, <laughs> all the weekends, like no help on the weekends either. Can I just not get a day during the week to where I don't have to deal with any customers? Where I can just make, and, and I would probably do a better job than that guy anyways. I'd get more stuff made than he would. Oh yeah. Like, so because he's just fucking lazy and does a shit job, they just give him the easy yeah. job to do, and he gets paid the same probably, or you know however long he's been there. But 
Well, the, I mean, we we dealt with that though when we both work together. Where the guy who does the least amount of work and just fucks off all the time, they give him the easy shit to do. Yeah. Well, he can't work hard because he's lazy, so we won't let it. But that guy, he works real good. Let's fucking just slam him into the ground. And like, I, I've let that affect my work. Like, I don't, I don't do nearly as much as I could. No. Well, if it makes you feel better today, um, at my job, <laughs> it. As you see, it's been snowing, ice raining, yeah. hailing, and actual snowballs were coming from the sky at one point today, which is fine. I don't mind. But our fucking, <laughs> the, the truck we were using today, not only did the heat not work, but the fucking driver's side window was broken, so it was open. <laughs> no, you think you drove around all day with an open window? Yeah, no heat in the truck. It's just terrible. It's like, why? Just fix the fucking thing. At least fix the window. <laughs> why is this an issue right now? Why can't we use another truck? It was so shitty. So I was just fucking ice cold all day. And it wasn't. It was supposed to be only in the 30s today, which I normally don't wear like long johns or anything when it's that cold. Like, when it gets colder, I do. So, I was like, yeah, I'll be all right. Just my coat and just normal shitty fucking paper-thin work pants. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it fucking sucked. I was so angry. At least it wasn't the driver's side window that was broken. It was the driver's oh, side window. I thought you said it was the passenger no, side. No, it was the driver's oh, side. that sucks. You're just fucking ice cold the whole day. No, it was terrible. And everything was obviously getting wet because it was raining at one point. Yeah, it was just fucking coming in through the window. <laughs> You're probably having, like, a two-face moment going on, like, one <laughs> half of your side soaking fucking wet with slush grease. Oh, man. But I, I don't understand. Like, everyone I've talked to from doctors, lawyers, office workers, like, I deal with everybody. Everybody seems to have the same story. Their fucking job, they always cater to the lazy people, and the job just gives them the fucking bare minimum to do their work. Yeah. So it's like, oh, hey. Well, I mean, we experienced that back in the day at Walmart. like, when we were lowly car pushers. It's like, hey, we're going to give you the most, like, shittiest broken equipment you could possibly use to do this job. How, go go do as much as you possibly can. It's like, why? Plus this other shit we're going to have you do. Like, why can't we just have the basic things to do the job? Like, just the bare minimum to actually complete the task we're supposed to be doing. But no, it, n- it never works that way. And it's not just at the low levels. It's at the high levels, too. Yeah. Like, for a week, we didn't have any rotisserie containers. We couldn't cook any rotisserie chicken because we didn't have any goddamn containers to put it in. You're a fucking deli. How can you not have the thing to cook? Our manager put the order in, but the fucking higher-ups never fucking approved it. So, for, like, almost a whole week... No rotisserie chicken at all. That is unacceptable for a deli not to have rotisserie chickens. Especially when that's like a big selling point at that deli. It is. They sell ridiculously. That's like fucking working at a Boston market and just being out of chicken. And then we had like an even like corporate guy come in, walk around with the managers, and they come over like, oh, hey, Spencer, we gotta be able to put another in because like, you know, the rotisserie case was empty because the no rotisserie. Obviously. And they come over and it's like, uh, Spencer, are you gonna be able to get like a, a batch of rotisserie now? No containers, remember? <laughs> you fucking We've been through this. All this week, no contain. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's you right. literally have not that supplied just, us with the things to do the job. That was just them trying to act like, oh, I don't know why we don't have any rotisseries in front of the head guy. Like, no, you know why we don't have any. And don't try to pawn that off on me. Like, <laughs> the lovely fucking deli guy, can he take the fucking brunt of it? I've been mentioned multiple times in front of the high, and when the higher ups are there, when we don't have something, and it's like, 
well, management has to approve our orders and we can't have it. I think the goal is just to get another job. And but it's like not- you just said, you talk to all those people, it doesn't change them where you go. Exactly. It fucking sucks. Everywhere you go, it's the same story. Just different pay rates and different jobs. Like, um, when I deliver to the fucking courthouse, I see, I hear the, uh, like, I'll go to the sheriff's office, and they'll be sitting there bitching about not having the proper, uh, products to fucking, oh, we don't, how are we supposed to do the paperwork when we bring people in when we don't have the fucking paperwork? Like, it's just, like, stupid shit. Or I go to the police station, and they're like, what do you mean we're out of bullets? I'm like, what? <laughs> How do you run out of bullets? <laughs> it's like the one thing that really makes you like, there needs to be like an, a, a Raz al Ghul kind of guy who just wants to take the like the population percentage down. Just drop it for a little bit. Because that's like, there's no need for this. Like, there's no need for these fucktods to be running around everywhere. But well, see, here's the thing though. Because you don't have this kind of problem in, like, Japan. No. It's just, like, an American culture. Everybody's just so fucking lazy. Like, everything just... They just want it done, but they don't want any... Like, the person who's supposed to be doing it just doesn't want to do it because their job sucks. And everybody's just miserable. You know what I would be interested to see? What, like... If, like, Japan and China... If they even have, like, a welfare kind of system set up. Because um, it seems like most of those... Even, like, the lower class people are always... Well, grinding it, like, you know what I mean? Whatever their equivalent to, like, that kind of thing is. Well, Japan, I believe, has welfare, and but they have, like, universal health care and stuff, yeah. and they're all about taking care of their elders and stuff. So, like, even their, like, homeless population is pretty low, and they're a really work-oriented culture. China, on the other hand, you have a lot of poor people, and I don't know if they have welfare in China. Because you have a lot of people, like, living in the fucking streets and stuff, too, so it's hard to say. Or just, I mean, any country, like, of people who are just just soaking it up from the government because... That's, like, a Western model because a lot... Like, if you go to Russia and stuff, like, a lot of places, if you just don't want to work and you just want to collect government money, most likely you're just going to die. Like, you're not going to get that government money. You're just going to be fucking... You're going to, like, starve to death homeless. Like... Can you be homeless in Russia? It's so fucking cold. <laughs> like, come on. I, don't, I think you're just going to work your ass off or just, like, go die in the woods somewhere. But, like, yeah, England, us. I mean, I'm sure Canada has a lot of welfare fraud. Mexicans, they, they apparently they just live in fucking dirt pueblos, right? So, <laughs> That's what we established that early on, yes. I don't want to offend the Mexicans. I love Mexicans. Like, my favorite place is El Paso. I go there all the time. It's <laughs> not the same thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if anything, that's more racist than the fucking nuts. <laughs> I was, uh, I stopped in at McDonald's today to get a coffee. Ooh. Gross. Yeah, it was. Um, was there a mouse at the bottom of this one? No. <laughs> it, was, it was a dead kitten. Um, <laughs> I, uh, there was two Mexican gentlemen in there sitting very far away from each other and just I'm assuming they're having a conversation. I don't think they were arguing, but they were talking very loudly. And I am on my fourth hundred, like four hundred one days of learning Spanish. You're gonna say you've been you've been trying to study that. I didn't fucking understand it. <laughs> they were speaking so fast. I'm like, I'm never. I just felt so bad. Like, I'm never gonna get this. Like, I feel pretty good when I'm doing like my you know studying and stuff. Like, I'm reading it. You know, I can speak it out loud somewhat. 
But then when I, fucking actual Spanish-speaking people come around, they start talking, I'm just like, uh. We also got to feel that's probably like a degree of like slang and not Well, they were proper. both like construction worker guys, so I'm sure it was probably definitely just like a lot of slang and... Catcalling? Yeah, because like the fucking Spanish I'm learning is all proper. Yeah. Nobody fucking speaks like that. It's like, you know, highfalutin English. Nobody speaks like that. So if you were from... Say you were Japanese and you wanted to learn English and you learned the fancy English and they listen to us like, what the fuck is they, what are they saying? What's a fucktard? <laughs> <laughs> Do you eat that? Do you eat the fucktard? Going back to the dirt pueblos real quick. <laughs> okay, can, just keep digging that hole. Well, uh, since we're digging that hole, I thought maybe we could just like really bury ourselves. You were digging that hole. By just going on uh, terrible stereotypes all around the world. Uh, okay. Want to do that game real quick? All right. <laughs> we got Mexico off the map. Yeah, we got Mexico. How about Canada? I'm just thinking a bunch of hosers, way too polite, fucking... This is extremely nice, just, loving hockey. Just literally, just, just drunken, loving hockey, and just has, like, a tap in a fucking maple tree, just sucking the syrup out. Yes. Um, England, I just think of bad teeth. teeth. And, see, that's the thing, though. Apparently, their dental care is way better than ours, so they don't have bad teeth. They just don't think yellow teeth are unattractive, while over here, everybody has to have super white teeth. Mm. But, uh, yeah, you think of bad teeth, and... uh Dirty limeys when you think England, I guess. Drunks. Drunks. We should talk shit about England. We're fucking reading yeah. the English guy's book for the book of the month. What'd you say? French? Drunk. Like, oh, oh English. Like, like, yeah. Irish is drunk. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a lot of English guy pubs and whatnot. Yeah. Russia, I just think of really old women that are only 20, and they're, but they just look really, really old and hunched over with humpbacks, and they're just in the woods just killing a wolf. And I always just see, like, pockers and those, uh... Yeah. Whatever those hats are called. All those weird words that start with B and have way yeah. too many A's and weird letters in them. Um, I was studying the Russian alphabet. Okay. I forget why. Um, I went down a weird wormhole on Google Earth, and I started going around the world just like, uh... What is that? The uh, street view? Yeah. In just different countries. And I was in Russia and I went to Chernobyl. But I was reading the signs and I was like, these are some fucking weird looking letters. So I looked up their alphabet. So they have like an A, which I think is just a normal A. And then they have B, which is uh, like a B-E-E. But it's not, it's pronounced B, but it's not the letter B. It's like a weird looking fucking squiggly thing. But then they have what our letter B looks like. But it's spelled like I think it's pronounced V E E. I was like, "Why? What the fuck?" Um, anyway, Australia, everything murders you. Crikey! South, South America, everyone murders that's you. That's a you think that's a knife. This is a knife. This is a knife. Panda bears? Or, or panda, no, not panda, panda bears. Koala bears. This was a really stupid idea. I don't know why we decided to do this. Yeah, why? Why did you have to bring up the Pueblo dirt huts? You brought up the Pueblo dirt huts. I brought up the trailer parks. Somebody in Mexico is living in a dirt pueblo. Probably. Or they're not. Probably not. I'm sure somewhere. I mean... Is Pueblo even a house or... I thought a pueblo was a town. I feel fucking stupid. I'm gonna look that up now. God damn it, Spencer. You got me thinking of dirt pueblos. Are you thinking like those things that like... Then, like, Indian tribes used to live, like, in, like, carved-out things in, the, in, like, hills and, like, mountainsides and stuff like that? Yeah. Just Is that what it. you're thinking about? Yeah, multi-storied adobe houses built by Pueblo people of Native American descent. Huh. And they have them in Mexico and Arizona. Fucking Arizona. It's also a city in Colorado. 
This episode just went right down the toilet. None in Cleveland? Cleveland? None, none like, no in uh, any major city like Cleveland or... Uh, there's, a lot dirt, there's a lot of dirt huts in Cleveland. Is that what you're referring to? We've been to Cleveland. That place... For all our friends in Cleveland, Cleveland fucking sucks. We went there twice in a row. I almost got murdered once. Actually, I almost got murdered twice because the St. Paddy's Day parade we drove through, we almost got killed. Well, no, we almost murdered people. We were fine inside the vehicles. Yeah, but we had to get out of the vehicle at some point. Yeah. I'm saying if we ran over enough people, they were oh, eventually yeah. going to... Like, luckily, they were too busy beating the shit out of each other to bother us. I'd say that was the homeless guy one, too, wasn't it? The that? drunk homeless guy? Yeah. Was that the same week? Yeah, it was the same weekend. Yeah, that, he, was the, that was the first year. Yeah, he he, well, he was going to follow us back to the hotel and murder us, I think. He tried to give us direction to the hotel that we already knew how to get to. Yeah, we were walking there. But you uh, gave him five bucks. And I just wanted the fucker to leave, man. I was ready to like have to stab him, but I didn't have a knife or anything. I had you. I could have just hit him with you. Like, picked yeah. you up like a fucking baseball bat. I would have been fine with that. <laughs> I was been more amazed. Like, oh, shit, Caleb. <laughs> I just scream out the top of my lungs, oh shit, this motherfucker said the N-word, just point to you and <laughs> oh, runs, run away. Fuck no. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. We are reading Hair of the Dog for, what are we shooting for, the end of April, maybe end of mid-May, I don't know. Some, somewhere around there, yeah. We'll get to it. Well, also, we got to figure out when we're going to try to do the episode for it, because aren't you guys in California. California in mid- early May, right? End of May, I think. Oh, end of May. May 20th. Yeah, we'll have time. We'll be all right. All right. You people have a luxurious evening. Yeah. No matter what time you're listening to this, the sweet, sweet sounds of DPW Radio. Mm -hmm.